0: Johnny Bravo welcome to season two into the band today you're going under the musical influence of today's guest James Barner on under the influence with DJ Johnny Bravo James we got the drummer from the band year of October welcome to under the influence
1: dude thanks for having me I appreciate you taking the time
0: oh no problem thanks for being here we always do air drums to that opening yeah and you were doing that I was um almost right there with you or at least nodding my head such a great opening uh, tune from you guys uh, here at October. I'm, I'm uh, hitting up all three of you guys in your uh, episode three, uh, so you'll be uh, featured third. But you're a valuable team member, I'm sure, keeping the beats for those guys in year of october you ready to jump right in
1: let's go dude Uh, it just so happens that i am the third my dad is a junior so it's a privilege to be the
0: third oh well good i'm a junior as well but i kind of am the third but my grandfather didn't have a middle name so we got something there in common
1: middle name that's heavy
0: i know so we're both juniors (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's jump in go ahead and tell me a little bit about your musical self what you currently do you know your name of your band and all the uh, people in your band and, and you know what kind of stuff did you do earlier in your life in music however you want to start
1: it for sure yeah uh, currently i am 29 years old i live in nashville tennessee i've been here about 6 years myself i moved here originally from savannah georgia about 6 years ago started out playing in marching band in, in middle school high school you know my mom kind of I was like, hey, you're gonna. I she did marching band in high school, so she was like, You're gonna do marching band. I was like, Cool, whatever. I was awful at sports, just like a chubby teenager's sports and cool stuff wasn't like high on my priority list. So I was like, I'll join band, started playing drums. You know, realized that it's actually what I really wanted to do. I did marching band I'll through high school and college, joined you know, various bands throughout that time, toured for a few years after college, and then uh, once that band fell through, I moved to Nashville. And I've just been playing here in town. I've been with Josh and Felicia with Year of October for almost four years now. Uh, We've written two full records together. Yeah, just having a blast playing drums.
0: Josh, uh, he was telling me that he played in band as well. He played the trumpet. When I joined band, there was two instruments I wanted to play. One was the drums. Didn't have enough money, so I couldn't do the drums. Then I wanted to do the sax. My my hands weren't big enough at the time. I got big hands now. I could do it now. But at the time, they weren't you know, in seventh grade or whatever to do the saxophone. So I had to do the trumpet.
1: Well, they actually made us uh, because we started in sixth grade. They didn't let us start with drums because that's what I wanted to start with. Uh, In our middle school, they were like, you have to play like a wind instrument first or a brass instrument. So I played sax for about six months, actually, uh, before I was like, yo, let me be a drummer, though. (laughs)
0: Let me let me get off the sax and do the drums.
1: (laughs) Come on. Let me sit in the back of the class with all the cool kids, you know.
0: My son uh, did uh, take uh, some drum lessons, and he had drums for a while. He had some electronic uh, drums, and then we got him some real drums. But uh, he uh, went to practice and played more than he did. You know that he he didn't practice as much. I was hoping he would be, you know, a David Grohl or something like that. And I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't get didn't get my wish. But maybe maybe one day he'll pick it back up and continue on.
1: It's all about you know your intention with what you want to do. Your intention, you know, taking it to the instrument. That's the biggest
0: part of it, but that's a that's a good progression for you. You know, a lot of us did start off in the high school band or the or the elementary. I mean, uh, middle school elementary school band, and just those years of getting to be into music and love music is just awesome to to be able to do that with uh, some instruction. Sometimes I know in my role anyway, it wasn't always fun to be in band, and sometimes the band teacher was a little bit goofy, but sometimes you had a cool band teacher and they would let you explore and do some stuff. So I'm sure that was a, a good time as well for you.
1: For sure. Yeah. Our, uh, our high school band director, he was actually a drummer as well. So like we, unlike a lot of high schools, we had a separate percussion class. Like all of the band was in one class one period cause we were on block scheduling and then the percussion had its own block. It was like very focused on drums. We weren't just like sitting in
0: the back of the classroom you know we were we were
1: all fluent in rudiments and scales and really able to he, he he really honed us a certain way in my opinion
0: so that's very good so you know you got the not only the the basics of the instrument but you got more interpretation that probably you wouldn't have gotten if he wasn't a drummer himself so that's that's really good to you know to to know your instrument overall is is a good thing and to to bring certain other elements into it i mean you're not the first Charming that's been on the show that I've talked to, and and it's somebody that sits in the back. You think about it, they should be in the front because they're the ones keeping the time and keeping everybody uh, in line when they go out of line. And some of those rock and roll, I mean, you're in a rock and roll band. I know your, your guys aren't, uh, you know, Felicia and Josh aren't too crazy up there. But some of these guys, I mean, you look at, you know, like Poison and, and Molly Crew and those guys on the road right now. They they probably get really lit and probably forget where they're where they're at and they need that drummer right. you know to to bring them back uh, into where they are supposed to be.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. And I personally love sitting in the back, so don't don't put me on the front of the stage. You know?
0: Yeah, and some got, drummers that. Uh, like that too, so they they don't want to be uh, you know anywhere but the back of the house and and beating out the the bongos and and that kind of thing and and doing the drums and so yeah. So sometimes people you know like that part of it. Still want to be a part, but just put me in the back. Some people don't realize that when they listen to music, drums plays a, a major part in a, in a lot of bands.
1: Oh, for sure. That was really instilled early on, you know, back to the band, because it really taught you to play in an ensemble and listen, listen through the ensemble, be able to work as a team together and like listen to each other. Um, and so like do, you taking that and flipping it into like a rock and roll situation where, I'm just like back there and I'm listening to everything going on and, you know, keeping it all
0: together. Yeah, you really have to, I guess, keep focus. It's almost like a play when you're playing with other individuals and you're like trying to make sure that you're not cutting them off too early. Or if they're going to go a little bit funkier on this one, you're following along or the singer's going to go a little bit longer on that. So you really do have to. Can't can't fall asleep at the wheel back there. You got to pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> Keep it going. And
1: it, it's really nice with the instrumentation that we have in year of October because you know Felicia sings, Josh plays guitar, uh, so it's just the three of us up there. And so I really, as long as like me and Josh are watching each other and listening, and you know Flea's up there singing her heart out, it all goes pretty smooth. You know.
0: <laughs> well, uh, when did you first discover music? How old were you? What were you doing? Where were you?
1: The discovery of music, uh, not necessarily my playing life would probably be you know nine or ten years old i i recall my uncle was living with us for a couple years and he gave me some cds for christmas one year i was like oh dude like this is adult music this is what like the, the cool kids are listening to and it was uh it was like dave matthews band a three doors down human clay record and then uh smash mouse astro lounge it was three cds that he gave me that christmas and i essentially just learned to play drums at like from the kit along to those three records.
0: Oh man. Those and, are some uh, great records.
1: Classics. dude. I mean, Josh Freese played on that three doors down record. He was on all those records at that time. Like one, like just killer rock drummer, just all pocket.
0: You're in Nashville and I'm in Richmond, Virginia. And, uh, you know, from, from uh, this area, Charlotte, Charlotte's not too far from this area, Charlottesville, Dave Matthews, you know, they played around a lot around here. You could go see them next to nothing before they got really big. And now people man, are paying big so cool. dollars.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, I watched his uh. I watched his tiny desk a few a few months ago, and I don't know if you've seen his tiny desk that he did, but he did it solo, like just him and a guitar. Man, that guy's that guy's got some soul. He's got like some because I I feel like he's classified into that yacht rock kind of music that people just kind of snuff sometimes, but like he's he's a songwriter and like he he really feels what He is playing, and of course, Carter Beaufort is one of the dopest drummers alive. Like, he, he murders it with Dave.
0: Yeah, they they play really good. Um, I haven't seen that tiny desk, I've seen a lot of it seems like all the uh, like uh, Olivia Rodrigo and stuff like that. And you know, you see some of the um, or up you know, I guess up to date uh, people playing those tiny desks. So, I haven't seen the one Dave Matthews, I'll definitely have to. Search that one out. and so, Check it out.
1: Just, just him and a guitar. It's so uh, I was. I'm just getting misty thinking about it. dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's definitely a, a great, a, a great uh, you know band leader and um, part of his band. They're just so awesome. I know a friend of mine. She goes and sees them every time they're in Virginia Beach. Like she's in the house seeing them. Like every single concert, she just loves some Dave That's Matthews. Killer. Man,
1: he's he's such a classic, class act.
0: And three doors down though, too. I mean, they're they're just a great. Great band, you know, probably not as popular as uh, Dave Matthews, sure. but, but still have some great songs as well. They've played and over the years. I've definitely, you know, exp-
1: expanded my repertoire since then, of course, but those are like, those are like three heavy, heavy hitters, like, especially on that Smash Mouth record. There's a couple songs, uh, that song Satellite, like straight up, like, you know, Afro-Cuban style beat going on, like really intricate stuff. Like yeah. there's some cool stuff on that record too.
0: Yeah, well, I was talking to uh, Felicia and, and both Josh and we were talking about um the music and the music that you guys play. Like I was telling uh you know, Felicia, I was like, I used to work in a record store, so we would put stuff away, it would be soul, it'd be R and B. You know, it'd be uh hip hop, it'd be it, anything else would be rock. And now there's so many bands that just aren't really kind of pigeonholed to that. So they just kind of play so many different songs and different elements and different pieces. And so they're, you know, bringing in, you know, hip hop or jazz or fusing it, you know, rock and, you know, it's just so many different things that you hear nowadays. It's so hard to kind of classify, you know, music when you talk about an artist coming out. I like, what do you, what are you, you know, and I don't even think really people ask that anymore, but you guys are like that right. too. In year of October, you guys play a spectrum of, of different songs and different genres. For
1: sure. And a a lot lot of times, most artists it'll it'll be you know from like a production standpoint. I feel like just like when creating a record, you know, you're creating like this like this epic thing, like a like a theme. There's like a theme to it. Whereas like a lot a lot of the stuff we do, it's it's kind of based around like what we play and like really where we're playing because like a lot there's quite a few songs that are very fast and aggressive and very. know rock and roll but then there are soul elements throughout those and then we have very you know more groove oriented soulful songs the wider you cast the net the larger the audience you capture
0: that's true and felicia just has such a um distinct voice we were talking about who she sounds like yeah so it's just her voice just really adds cadence to to the band you're like the guitar and then the drums and you're like you're just into it thanks dude no problem man no problem what was your first music purchase? Uh, you know, we talked about uh, how you got into music, but what was your music purchase? Was it vinyl? Was it tape, CD, or stream? Where'd you get it?
1: Like, like that I purchased with my own money was probably, it was a tape. It was a cassette of, uh, it was Backstreet Boys' Millennium. Classic record. Larger Than Life's on that record. Like, oh man, that some bangers. I had it in my Walkman. I listened to it on the bus on the way to school. You know, that was Backstreet's back, all right?
0: Backstreet Boys did uh, have some bangers back in the day. And I remember, you know, when I met my wife when she was in college and she had all like the Backstreet Boys and uh, 98 Degrees and all those guys on the wall, uh, her and her. In um, sync, her strings attached. Yeah. Britney Spears, like, let's go. <laughs> There's a, a documentary, I think it's on Netflix, talking about pop music and pop music uh, at the time when uh, like Britney Spears and those guys were coming out. A lot of that stuff was coming out of Sweden, believe it or not, mm-hmm. based on kind of like ABBA and their whole like kind of foundation that they built. So if you get a chance, I think it's like five episodes or whatever. Check that out wow. because they talk about the Backstreet Boys, talk about... Britney Spears. A lot of people don't give that music kind of relevance. You know what I mean? Because it's like, for whatever reason, it, if you have it, it's like, oh, you were listening to that. Why were you listening to that kind of thing? Sometimes because
1: they, they had bangers. That's why. I
0: yeah, to I mean, yes, because like everybody else was listening to it, and it, it the sound was just—they sounded so great together. It sounded larger than life. Larger than life, exactly. See, you didn't <laughs> even waste it. I mean, you got it right. I remember watching a, a documentary on Duran Duran, and if you listen to. Duran Duran and their instrumentation. It's so tight. The music is so tight. I mean, the songs are great too, but a lot of people don't realize how great of a band they were playing together. Uh, So if you haven't checked out, you know, them look at them because they're really good too, but Backstreet's back. I mean, you know, we gotta, you gotta bring it to another level, Millennium. And everybody was worried about that when their clocks, you know, struck uh, 1201 right. uh, on the, you know, it wasn't gonna go to 2000. I
1: was, uh, I was born in 93, so I was only seven when that happened. And I don't really remember.
0: Yeah, people were flipping out, man. I mean, it was like a really big deal. Like they spent a lot of money on stuff to make sure everything was gonna click over. And then it happened and it was like, and it was almost like that thing you see on a cartoon where it's just like, poof. And it's like nothing. That's that's right. what it was. Like 1201, it was like, pff, okay, we're Everyone's still like, here. Nothing happened, right? You know, we were cool. checking four or yeah. five days later. You're good? You were still good? Your computer didn't blow up? We're good? Okay. Right. <laughs> but yeah, back in the day, so millennium, you know, that was a, a big deal when we hit that 2000. We're going to take a break. So uh, hang on. We'll be right back. back i'm johnny bravo you're going under the musical influence of today's guest james varner on under the influence with dj johnny bravo what is your favorite song
1: my favorite song oh man that's a tough one it's like through phases of listening to different i'm a playlist maker i like making playlists and man one of my favorite songs right now currently is that song fly as me by silk sonic silk sonic is a project it's anderson pock and bruno mars and uh that song just like it kicks like that That whole record's kind of a tribute to like that 60s 70s soul r&b kind of vibe you know i like that whole record but that song i was just listening to it on my way home from work today so i'm into that kind of stuff but at the same time i've also been listening to a song need to know by doja cat i feel like doja just gets me on some level You know, i don't know what it is she's such a babe
0: (laughs) yeah she uh she definitely is and she has some good songs as well doja cat i think there's a song that i listen to with her like I can't remember which one it is.
1: I would have to say, like, if there's like a song that I could like throw on, though, at any time, it's uh, it's Domination by Pantera.
0: OK. Yeah. Pantera. They have the record. They kind of hit you in the face. There's some good, oh, yeah. some good stuff, man.
1: Vulgar display of power.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. And that's two different ends of the spectrum there with uh, Pantera and Doja Cat and Silk Sonic. Oh,
1: for sure. It, yeah, it all comes together, to, you know.
0: <laughs> that's hitting on all levels. If you had to send out a couple song, what would that couple song be?
1: I don't know if I've ever dedicated a song to, or like thought about it like that way, like a song that reminds me of when I was in a long distance relationship and that, you know, it's still prevalent to this day. It's, uh, oh, what's it? it's called here with me by the killers. Okay. If you know that song, it's on their, uh, battle born record. They came out, I think it came out in 2012. I'm a, I'm a big killers fan. And that song here with me, the lyrics like, uh, don't want your picture on my cell phone. I want you here with me don't need these memories in my head. No, I want you here with me. And it's like, it's just like an anthem to like, Oh God.
0: Yeah. Killers hot fuss was my record. And I'm sure that's a lot of people, you know, start off. I listened yeah. to a lot of killers, but uh, another recently touring, I'd, I'd love to go see them hot fuss. I listen to like, you know, I think I have that all over my playlist on Spotify. <laughs> um, I'm always sure, playing yeah. something out hot, from that record.
1: Hot fuss is a great record. I, and I feel like the songs like do, do justice, independently like they're they're all very good songs and it's a great record altogether. uh when i, I listened to battleborn it's it's so much more by that by that point the killers had gotten a little more theatrical with their record making i feel like so it was it kind of it was a little more epic like very it went from being like more of like a punk sound you know like mr brightside definitely has some very punk elements to having more of like an arena rock sound like more of a u2-esque sound
0: yeah gotcha if I
1: can, you know yeah a, l- a little more full-bodied, like arena,
0: like epic rock vibe. Yeah, it's like when I got into vinyl and I was listening to Queen, it was just, I had never really listened to Queen other than the tracks on the radio, you know? And so when you listen to Queen individually, it's totally different than listening to one of their albums. Their albums oh, okay. are just like out of this world because it's just like, where did this, these guys come up with this stuff? And, you know, when you only hear the one song, it just doesn't do it justice when you listen to the whole complete album, you're just like mesmerized, you know, from the first album on. I mean, it's just like, what are these guys doing? They're from another planet.
1: Oh, totally. I feel the same way about a lot of Pink Floyd stuff. I mean, and you could say that about any artist really. Listening to individual tracks off a Dark Side of the Moon is one thing. But when you like listen to Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety, it's like a an experience, you know.
0: Yeah, you need to basically have that experience, you know, with listening to the whole thing all the way through. We had my wife's cousin on the show. Uh, last season, Nicole, and I went to see her and she has a turntable. She listens to records. She's the one who got me back into records. She didn't have any speakers, like really good speakers. I mean, she had like a little, you know, thing. And I was like, you got to get some speakers. So I like made it my mission. My wife's like, what are you doing? Like we're here to do, you know, you're going out and buying speakers. So I went out and bought her some speakers and she had this little um, thing that does stars or whatever on the, on the wall or whatever. And so when we left, we called her up, and we were like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm listening to Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon." You know, with the Hell lights yeah. out and the um, stars going, and we're big, yeah. we're big Pink Floyd mood. lovers too. Do yeah. It.
1: yeah, I'm all about maybe not like in my car so much, but like when I'm at home, like like the, like the stereo set up downstairs with a record player, or like watching movies and stuff. I'm I'm all about like having like uh, like some good speaks, especially in like the studio setup. You know, listening to tracks back or recordings like having like that premium speak set up is there's nothing
0: like it. Yeah, she had just gotten a really cool turntable from her dad and I was like I need to get some speakers so I just you know got her these speakers something with her amplifier and she was just like mesmerized. She was like John it sounds so much better. I'm like yeah cuz you were listening to it through like your i like your iPhone speaker. I mean, you know. Right. That's not the way to listen to Floyd and some other music. You got to listen to the whole experience and experience it for sure
1: i was very lucky i was gifted some like old school like bose like floor speakers from the from the 70s or 80s from an older family member like listening to records through that is like different than listening through anything else like like there's something about some old school speakers with like an old school amp you cue it up right you get it set up and it's like you can just hear everything it's so meaty
0: yeah, you want to be able to to listen to the music. It's like you know when they talk about white men can't jump about listening to Jimmy and hearing Jimmy. He's like, I hear Jimmy. And he's like, I listen to mm. Jimmy. He's like, there's a difference between hearing Jimmy and listening to Jimmy. Anybody that has some good quality hi fi will be able to tell you that they've they've heard Jimmy and other artists. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like the day and age we
1: live in, like. Everybody's streaming Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. They claim to have like solid bit rates, but a lot of that stuff gets so compressed on the back end. Like even if you're streaming it to good speakers, like it's just it just gets so compressed. I mean that's why I mean to this day like CD is still one of the highest quality forms of audio you can really listen to.
0: Yeah. It just has the the better quality. You you are right about it being mm-hmm. compressed, and everybody's walking around with the little headphones on. I mean I have to give me some big cans, and I have probably you know a couple. I know I have a couple of them lying around the house. And my wife's like, you know, why do you have, you know, headphones like that? I'm like, I need to be able to hear the music. I don't want to have these little headphones and it doesn't do, like, I shouldn't even be listening to it. Like, I feel like I'm not doing the music justice by listening to it through those little headphones
1: right i got some some little bluetooth and i'll take a call on those but if i'm like trying to listen to some tunes i gotta put some cans on i gotta cover the ears up
0: yeah you gotta gotta cover the ears on and and uh, kind of veg out and and chill out and uh just sit back and relax and and hear jimmy or whoever you're listening to exactly <laughs> what was the first concert or um that you went to or the or the first one that uh, you remember
1: um i was probably let's see, it was 2009 so i was a sophomore in high school i had just got my license and me and my buddy jimmy we went to uh So I'm from a little town called Statesboro, Georgia. uh It's about an hour from Savannah, inland. All the big events and stuff happened in Savannah. So me and my buddy Jimmy hop in the car uh, and we went and saw BB King at the Savannah Civic Center at the I think it was the MLK Theater. We sat right up front. BB King just shred and like man, one of the, one of the coolest shows I've ever been to. And it was and it was like the first concert. I don't know if it was really the first concert that I'd been to, but it was the first one that I had bought a ticket and paid for and like made the trip to see. Oh man, because I had seen like. And stuff before, but until I, I had like spent my money that I had made at a job and you know put gas in my own car and drove an hour to see a show, it was like, uh, like the whole experience, it was insane. Well, uh, Lucille, is it that's his guitar that he plays? Yeah, yeah, um, dude, it was insane. And that was man, 2009, it was 13, 14 years ago. Insane, yeah, that was probably one of the coolest shows. I've ever been to a
0: hands down. Man, that's got to be really cool. I was in Memphis because my wife's father lived out in Memphis. And, you know, I've been out to Graceland a couple of times, but actually walked down Beale Street, you know, saw some of the old haunts from all the guys and actually been to uh, the Sun Records too, where BB King played and recorded some wax too. So that's a special. Uh, and you're, you know, you're kind of right in his neck of the woods now. You were down in right. Georgia. You, you weren't, but you got a chance to see him. That's awesome.
1: I'm just working my way towards the king, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a break and we'll be right back. We are back i'm johnny bravo you're going under the musical influence of today's guest james varner on under the influence with dj johnny bravo all right james uh skipped around a little bit I, all good i know so we were just having fun i was asking a bunch of questions just shooting them match. and uh, number mm-hmm. eight is what's your favorite band man uh, or bands or artist or you can do it by genre i know uh, it's tough
1: I almost want to do it by decade. You, know, you could do it by end. decade, yeah. I'll try and do like the godfathers of the genre that I like. All and, right. Of course, you know, heavy groove metal, Pantera takes it all day. Those guys were insane. yeah. I love like Tool in between buried and me and you know, those guys, but I feel like all that came from pantera doing their thing personally but like yeah pantera of course and uh i was born in the 90s so who doesn't love nirvana i would group nirvana and food together because it, it's like a progression you know yeah. Foo fighters and nirvana the progression of dave roll as it were i mean those are those are so classic but then like if i were to go for like an individual artist man of all time i've, I've literally been thinking about this all day like have to go with uh reba mcintyre like reba mcintyre is one of my all-time favorite artists like her first record came out self-titled 1977 and she's still been cranking out records to this day in my opinion she's one of like the people that really took advantage of the of like the sitcom role in the in the mid 20 aughts and early 2010s you know she had like her own show and thing. she does a lot of charity stuff uh I, i'm actually friends with the guy who drums with her a lot of times uh trey gray he's been playing with her for almost a decade now really good buddy of mine and like i've only seen reba i've seen reba live twice and it's like like one of the, one of the dopest shows like it's her personality her voice you know her philanthropy as an artist as well big reba mcintyre fan and i know looking at me that might not be totally on brand but it's
0: the truth. Hey, it's your favorites. And you named some greats there. Reba is one in a long line of country women that just dominated and had dominating careers. I mean, you know, you look at a lot of them like Loretta Lynn or or um, Dolly Parton. Reba is up there with them. I mean, you wouldn't really have as great as she is Taylor Swift. And some of those, if you didn't have some of these ladies that came before. And Reba, she does have a lot of, of records that she put out. Tammy Wynette. I mean, there's you could name a bunch of a bunch of these uh, ladies from country music and and Reba just stacks right up there with all of them and she's got a killer pipes. And
1: like the longevity of her career as well. Like she's like, she, she still has a career. She still makes records. And
0: yeah, she's still, still doing it. Like, yeah, she's dang. still doing it. Still looks good, too. I mean, still looks good doing it. I mean, you know. Looking,
1: looking great. Looking
0: great. Like the, you know, Mick Jagger's still running around. Reba can still be running around. Paul, Paul's, Paul's <laughs> still running around, you know. Uh, some of these artists can still be running she, around doing she concerts. A,
1: she has such, like, a power and a soul. Like, I feel like she brought, like, a big soul element to country music as well just because like just like the power that she sings with and that's not to discount anybody else that sings with power because like i mean like dolly she's a legend of course but like reba like the night that the lights went down out in georgia like that song has such power to it like just a it's a chunky song
0: and you know when you talk about country too, country people are really sticklers about their country music being country And when some of these ladies and some of these guys try to change it a little bit in little ways and they go, you know, pop or whatever, they have to change over to, to, I mean, that's what Taylor Swift does. She changed over to pop. You know, some of her songs still kind of linger, you know, in country uh, a little bit like Reba. She's still making a, you know, a career and, you know, Dolly's still around, too. So a lot of those legends are still you know kicking it out but but yeah you're right reba does have a lot of songs that are out there and a great influence i'm sure to a great number of artists not just in the country realm as we can see you know you're in in the rock genre with your group but y'all play other elements and you listen to other elements so you you've even attached to her so that's awesome for sure yeah I saw a meme not too long ago um, talking about uh, Kurt. You, you have to lose Kurt in order to get the Foo Fighters. If if Kurt never dies, you never get the Foo Fighters. So, would you rather have Kurt still around, or would you rather have the Foo Fighters? And that's a that's a tough question for people that it's, love uh, both.
1: Because like the like Foo Fighters, they're uh, w- wasting light. They're they're wasting record. In my opinion is one of the best rock records of all time. That record alone is. Like, like all Foo Fighters, like you could boil down Foo Fighters to every song that I record. I, one of my all time favorites.
0: Yeah. The Foo Fighters have just been around so long. It's almost like, you know, like Reba or like one of those artists that you just kind of take advantage of. Like, they're just going to always be here. And it's just unfortunate what happened to Taylor. Such a great guy, you know, such a, such an awesome drummer, awesome, you know, family member, friend, band member, all that stuff, you know. Uh, just such a great guy. For sure. We don't really know him, but you know what I mean? Just seeing him out there, you just know that he's he's cool. And he's, and he's had an impact. All the people that For came sure. out after he died.
1: I think we missed question three.
0: Did we? What was the first song that you remember?
1: Oh, man. 100% Call Me Al. Paul simon
0: that's a great video too
1: such a good video chevy chase playing saxophone like classic oh man yeah i was uh i remember that song vividly a because my mom has a home video of it and because i also weirdly remember it i was probably three or four years old right in the back of the car and she would put that song on and i would sing every word to it Oh man! Yeah. it's a clap. My, my my first name is Alfred. My full name is Alfred James Warner III. And so my first name being Alfred, I would always say, to "Call me Al."
0: <laughs> From the song, so it was
1: is is very fitting. But I ended up going by James most of the time. So
0: here we are. Here you are. So now you got to find a uh, song with James in it. Got to get your new right. "Call Me Al" uh, there's, record.
1: There's a couple. I got a couple out there.
0: Yeah, there's no no short of uh, of songs uh, out there with James.
1: One of my favorite songs, James is by a band called... uh uh, the band's called Camera Obscura I don't think I've and, heard of them uh, they have a song named James uh, that whole record is really good it's called uh, what's the name of that record um, it might be called The Sweetest Thing there's a song on that record called Sweetest Thing that's a, that's a solid record would recommend if you're in the mood for some sprightly indie music
0: <laughs> tell me the name of them again uh, Camera Obscura Camera Obscura okay I'm going to check that out well one of the questions I wanted to ask you before we jump into our last question and, and uh, it must have gotten late because we jumped all around which is fine I mean uh, it's first time I've ever done that, but when you're recording a few or three you know, podcasts in a day, it, it gets a little squirrely around here, which is fine. Oh, I get it. What, what I uh, normally ask my drummers is their influences. What drummers like inspired them in their craft doing the drums?
1: For sure. I would say like my biggest influences are a mix of drummers and non-drummers. Uh, of course, Dave Grohl, up there with them. Um, Josh Freese played on, like I was saying, a lot of those early aughts rock records, just really very melodic in his playing i would say of all of the old school guys you know because you have dave white steve Gadd, gene krupa i would say vinnie Calyuta is definitely in my top five for sure that that guy was insane back in the day and he's insane to this day like vinnie Calyuta is one of the group masters jim keltner i mean he's played on probably more records than anyone alive uh and we share a name so that's really nice <laughs> and then non uh non-drummer influences i would say like when I when I make this category, it's more like a people who have, who have a very solid grasp of rhythm and cadence in what they do. So, like guys like Eminem, you know, huge influence because of the way he phrases his words, the way he uses cadence. You know, guy might as well be a drummer with his mouth. It you know. might as well be beatboxing with words up there the way he the way he flows. Big fan of that guy. Oh, and there was there was one more Bruce Springsteen, big influence on my on my my playing and my listening style. Uh, Max Max Weinberg is a phenomenal drummer. has played with Bruce. His entire career um, and his his son, Jay, of course, plays with Slipknot now. He had Bruce. I took a, a class on Bruce in college and it was definitely one of the more eye opening school classes I've ever taken. You know, I just I just respect like Bruce's writing style and his work ethic so much um and like you see live shows from just a couple years ago and the guy is running around the stage singing his ass off like p- putting everything that he has into the performance that he's doing like g- giving it like he leaves nothing out and that's something that i have really tried to embody as well like when I'm playing because like it, it is a privilege to get up on stage and play in front of people and have people listen. And, you know, I want them to be entertained, but also I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my expression out there. Um, and I, I feel like he, he, he does a great job of doing both of those things expressing himself while also putting on a
0: show yeah and that's no f- half feet you know they really have to work at doing that so bruce yeah would be up there eminem my son-in-law listened to eminem he's 16 we listen to eminem a lot and i'll just oh, yeah. play Slim a Sh- bunch Slim of eminem. shady
1: lp like the marshall mathers lp like those first few relapse like all oh, man
0: yeah we yeah, we like the one you know with prince as a symbol Bing. you know that's the one that we listen to for sure a lot but put it on curtain call i heard he's got another curtain Hell call yeah. coming out some of the drummers that you mentioned too uh you know and Grohl. i mean you know you got to give props to being able to play with two distinct bands and then Grohl, you know basically doing the whole through fighters himself you know starting out put that so whole I mean, tape together
1: fighters I mean- he played on he played on that them crooked vultures record. Yeah, he's played on mo- most of Tenacious D stuff, if not all of Tenacious D's records. And huge Ten- Tenacious D fan over here for
0: sure. I like Tenacious D too, and I never realized that until you told me that. I I never knew that. Mm-hmm. That's something I never knew.
1: Like you, you go back, uh, like that rise of the phoenix record. And then their Tenacious D and the Pick a Destiny record because he's because Dave Grohl's in that he plays the devil okay. in Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny uh, and he plays drums on all that whole record. It's it, it's just so fat. It's so
0: good. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, I am you know I have some of Tenacious D records and I never realized I I should say I have bootleg CDs of their records um, that I that I got uh, probably when I worked at the uh, I used to work overnights. On the radio, so I would go in and just bring a stack of DVDs or CDs and record like all their music, you know, like the box sets or whatever, Led Zeppelin or whatever, you know, Rolling Stones. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I worked at a, a classic rock station, so I'd go in there and just record. So Tenacious D was one of them that I had either that way or somebody gave it to me. But I, I never realized that that David Grohl was on that. So you, you're teaching me, and I'm sure somebody out there probably doesn't know as well. I'm sure I'm not the only one.
1: Dude, he's, he's so good. He, he's, he's played on countless other stuff too. But uh, but yeah, that, that Tenacious D and the Pick a Destiny record in that movie that's one of my favorite movies of all time hands down that movie has so many heavy hitters in it too like Ben Stiller's in that movie uh, Tim Robbins is in that movie Amy Poehler classic
0: I'm gonna have to check that out he's such a great uh, fan too David Grohl because there's this I I can't think of what her name is but there's this young drummer that's out there all the time playing drums and she's always just got the biggest smile on her face and she I I guess David Grohl and her were having like this thing back and forth and I'm not sure if he brought her up on stage or he went was in one of her videos or something.
1: Yeah, it was like a younger girl and there was like an internet thing where they were like sending videos back.
0: and. Yeah, yeah. And he was just so gracious in that. And she's just, but she just like, she'll just beat the drums, you know. She'll just tear them up. Yeah, I love when you can look at the drummers and what they're doing, you know, all the way back from when you were looking at the Beatles. I never realized until I was watching, you know, recently with the Get Back and all that, they covered the drums up, you know, and, and that sound and that he got out of, of them you know Ringo did and and you look at uh like um I've been to a you know more than a few 21 pots concerts and just watching Josh Dunn play the drums is just like okay. I just love how he gets up out of his seat when he's you know playing and he's just he's hitting those things hard so the drums sure. uh drums are probably big, because big, I wanted to play them hell
1: yeah I'm a big fan of hitting hard hit him hit them hard hit them good
0: hit them hard hit them good and <laughs> hey, get those uh get some more drum heads right
1: <laughs> yeah get some you more can drum you play sticks you can uh, you can always replace heads. You can always replace
0: symbols. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't only cost a little bit of money, you know, why not? You know, just yeah, hit them, hit them hard. hard, hard. Get it, get the job done.
1: It's only cash. What it is. Cash. We
0: don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, are you ready for the big finale? Let's go. All right, let's do it. How has music impacted your life?
1: I would say uh, it's it's impacted every level of how I experience reality as a as a human being on this planet. It, it gives me a sense of community, not only in the way that like marching band in high school did, but in the community I find myself in now. But the scene here in Nashville, you know Nashville's full of players and some of the best players you'll ever find anywhere. And uh, you know it's it's really a humbling experience to to find other people that do what you do. And you can connect on a certain level. Uh, so the community that comes with it. Um, and then just the expression of like being able to get out I mean, how I'm feeling. Uh, there, there's so many, there's so many ways to express yourself. And I'm not always the best expressing myself in words. So I like to use the drums as a way to express myself and, and show that like, hey, I'm actually like a person with feelings and here's my feelings. Um, and and to that end it's an outlet for me, not only emotionally speaking but like but like physically speaking because drums are a very physical instrument and especially the way i play with year of october it's very aggressive i'm already drenched in sweat halfway through the first song like you know 45 minute set can wipe you especially when we have to play like two three hour sets you know it's like i i, I take a lot of the uh, i take a lot of the frustration and angst and existential dread that i feel on the daily basis um and i, I take that up all through the week, and I would kind of bottle it up back here, and then when when it's time to play with the band, then I have like this little energy reserve that I can pull from to give me that gas to to put on a show and really really work through my emotions both physically and musically with the people that i'm playing with you know it's a huge outlet for me you know if i the pandemic was really weird because we couldn't we couldn't play and so i was kind of missing that outlet luckily uh me josh and we were able to get together and we ended up writing like a whole record for The pandemic uh, that's coming out later uh, this year, next year, maybe whenever vinyl's available. But yeah, just a, just a big outlet. Music is the outlet for me to get to get all of that out. It allows me to be like a pretty relaxed and calm person on the daily basis because I know that I can get all of that angst and frustration out at the end of the week. Playing the kit.
0: Yeah, Josh and I talked about that too about uh, the impact of COVID and the live music and a lot of people, you know, were thinking about the bigger acts. They weren't thinking about the smaller acts that are going around, you know, the towns and and playing in and out. And, you know, y'all's first time back in Nashville playing, he said, was real emotional for him. And uh, I'm sure it can get very emotional when you thought that that was going to be taken away from – for for whoever knows how long, forever maybe, and to be able to back to get back Definitely. and do that kind of stuff.
1: And I think we all I think we all knew that we'd get back to it eventually. It's just like how soon and how would it change in the long run? You know, because I mean, 2019, we were out there bus playing. You know, we played 200 shows in 2019. 2020 rolls around, and it's all it's just it's, you know gone. And uh, it's still, I mean, we're still kind of just now getting back into doing more weekend runs. Like we got to run this weekend, going out to going out to Alabama and a little bit of Florida as well. Um, but Uh, It's the first time we've done like a run like this since since a couple of years now, you know. So it's it's nice to be able to get back out there and and, uh, just give them the business, you know.
0: (laughs) And I I was telling uh, both Josh and Felicia, and I'll tell you, James, I don't know when... I became friends with you guys. I don't know if you guys started following me first and then I followed you guys or how it happened. So I'm glad that I was able to follow you guys and you know listen to your music and you know get into your music. And I've told all of them and I'll tell you too. Your band, I just feel like, has got something special. I mean, it's right on the cusp, like breaking it big time. And I know you guys have put your own albums out and stuff like that, disengaging any of that stuff. I just really feel like y'all have a great sound. And that's coming from somebody who's listened to a lot of records and, and, you know, like I'm not big time or anything, but like I'll hear records and I know that they're going to be hits. And I'm like, I hear y'all's music and I just, I hear the hits, you know, I, I hear the, I hear the practice. I hear the, the effort you guys are putting into it. And you guys just, you're not half assing it. You know, you're, you're out there doing the work on a daily basis. Like you said, even during COVID, you guys wrote an album. You're still hanging out together. Every time I turn around, you guys are, if you're not touring, you're practicing. You're doing something, and they're telling me that you're the most busy out of all of them. I'm sure you're running around doing, you know, other stuff too. But um, I just wanted to put that out there that I really enjoy your your band and Year of October's stuff. They're, they do some awesome. Y'all do some awesome stuff together,
1: bro. Thank you so much. That's very, very kind of you to say. Um, I, I definitely am pretty busy. I not only play with care of October, I play with other groups here in town, I do studio stuff, or somebody calls me, you know, I'm into it. But Uh, playing with, playing with Josh and Felicia has been a different experience completely. It's, it's, we're all hundred percent in, you know, whether it's writing or ready to play shows or like trying to practice, like you said, we're, we're all into it. Like this year of October is debate, uh, they, Josh and Rachel don't have any kids. I don't have any kids. We just have cats. They have three cats. I have two cats. Uh, but year of October is the is the baby. And I really appreciate you saying all that. That's very kind. Yeah, and we're just we're just trying to put some good tunes out there that people like to listen to. You know,
0: I was going to actually ask you about you know were you able to work with any other bands or do any kind of session work, and it looks like that's probably why you're you're not able to be. Uh, you know, you're you're busy all the time because you are doing a lot of that stuff.
1: I, I do a lot of that stuff. I play with the band here in town called violet moons as well and then i play with my buddy josh norfleet i play on his solo stuff there's a couple other guys you know i play on their solo stuff and then i also work a day job at a a drum retail store as well so
0: okay getting it to the next generation
1: ne- trying, trying to you know, trying to really him, trying to get them uh get
0: in on, on the drums
1: and not and not really i'm not out there trying to like sell drums you know i'm really just trying to help guys discover uh because somebody helped me once discover my intention with the instrument. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why why am I going out? Why am I staying out till 2 a.m. playing shows? Like, why am I doing any of this? What is my intention behind the music? And you know, like my personal intention is is to work through things I'm doing emotionally and get them out in a physical realm in a way that is enjoyable for both me and the people around me. But, you know, and some guys just want to do it to get famous and some guys just want to do it so that they have a way to get away from their wife and kids. You know, there's so many intentions behind playing and not just drums, any, any musical instrument, of course, really discovering your own intention is is a big thing for me personally.
0: Yeah, I can't think of the, the uh documentary, but there's a documentary on drums. It came out um you know right around the time that the Rolling Stones drummer uh passed on and he you know they had him focused uh in on it and they also had I think the police drummer in there. They had some um mm-hmm. you know some some drummers from Stuart,
1: Stuart Copeland.
0: Stuart Copeland, yeah. Um, you know, from he uh, was in there. And,
1: uh, Char- Charlie Watts from Zoom. From
0: yeah, yeah, Charlie Watts. You know, they were talking about him and, and um Stuart Copeland and then they had um they all got together and they were, you know, talking about where they got their gear and uh, different things. And I can't think of who else was in there, but it was some up and coming drummers too. I'm not sure if one of them was related to Stewart or if it was just somebody else playing. But um, and I can't think of the the name of the documentary, but uh, it might be like as the I know it's not as the beat goes on. I don't think that's what it is, but it
1: was it the Netflix one? Uh, man, I, I can't remember what it's called now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's something around drums and, and, you know, any drummer would probably get it, but we're both phasing right. at the moment. But, um, if you get a chance, it's a really good documentary just about what you're saying, talking about the love of drums with a bunch of heavy hitters in the drumming world. I just really enjoyed it, but I can't think of the name of it. It was like, it was like not as the beat goes on, but it was like on, on the second.
1: Like behind the beat or something.
0: Something like that. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Play on
1: words like that. Yeah, Yeah,
0: something. I'll
1: I'll think of it in like five minutes.
0: As soon as we're done, it will both be, "Ah, that's what it was, you know. Maybe we'll include yep. it in the notes. Well, that's uh, that's all. Um, tell, um, I want I want you to, before I let let you go, I want uh, you to tell the folks where they can find uh, your merch for a uh, year of October, you know, where they can get the, you know, records. I know they can stream stuff anywhere, but if they want to actually get vinyl records or CDs or tapes, where, where do they go?
1: For sure, yeah. So, of course, you can stream us on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, like wherever you stream your stuff. Uh, but if you want that high-quality recording, not that compressed bullshit they're peddling you these days, you can find us on Bandcamp. Uh, you can find us on our website. I think it's yearofoctober.bandcamp.com. Possibly. I might be wrong on that. Anyway, you can find us on Instagram at yearofoctober. we got links in the bio there. Yeah, you can find us anywhere there.
0: All right. And that takes us to the end. So thanks for going under the musical influence of today's guest, James Varner, on Under the Influence with DJ Johnny Bravo. Go under the influence on Instagram at d j j o n n i bravo underscore under the influence or contact us by email dj johnny dot the influence at com. check out my other podcast with my son hero chat show please subscribe to under the influence with dj johnny bravo where you listen to your podcast i'm johnny bravo i'll see you next time goodbye
1: the influence with DJ Johnny
0: Bravo until next week.